You are listening to the Living the Life of Kylie podcast with your host, Kylie Ria. Thank you for tuning in. Oh, good Lord. I feel like I'm preparing for an interview. Um, oh, as you can see, I don't have the, well, if you are watching this, YouTube, Instagram, many thanks. Um, if you are listening to this, uh, thank you for joining uh, Living the Life of Kylie, an eclectic mix podcast. Um, I called it an eclectic mix podcast because um, I don't really know if I fit into any, or I didn't, I should probably say, know if I actually fit into any particular category of thing, if that makes any sense at all. Um, you know, I'm not a lifestyle guru i'm not an influencer i'm not a you know health and fitness expert i'm not a mum well i am a mum i am a mum that's not what i meant but i mean i'm not a mum lifestyle you know hashtag look at these clothes sort of thing so i really wasn't sure where i would have put myself in a category of podcasting but i knew i wanted to do it i knew i, I had something to say i had a message to give um, I know a lot of people in lots of different circles um, with some amazing stories and I thought it would actually be wise for me to be that sort of centre point. Um, everyone's got their own story to tell, everyone's got their own line of expertise. Um, so I started, I launched the podcast in February um, and then I kind of just forgot about it and put it on the back burner and lost interest, lost confidence. Um, I mean, I, I set up the whole thing. I've been paying £20 a month um, since then, and it's now uh, December the 2nd, 2022. So I um, have, I think, I think I needed to take that time because I didn't really know if I had anything in particular to say. Um, I set up a, a, a networking group a little while ago uh, for single women in business, you know, single mums that were launching their own businesses, not just single mums actually, anyone, um, and that absolutely flew and then I forgot all about it again. <laughs> so that's very much one of my things, one of the things that I tend to do, but I didn't want that to be the same case for this, so I launched it and just didn't do anything about it. This is the first time I'm recording anything and I am papping my pantaloons. But I'm doing it today because today is a very important day. This is probably one of the biggest days of my life, of my personal life, um, ever, 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 ever. Um, so I feel like now I finally have a reason to share my story, a reason to be quite raw, be quite open and honest. Um, you know, I know that podcasting is very much about your own story and your own experiences, but um, I think this really explains a lot. <laughs> and when I've been speaking to people and I'm like, oh, you know, this, this is what's going on. They're like, oh, well, I could have told you that years ago. Well, thanks for that. Could have saved me blooming years. Um, where am I going with this? <laughs> So my um, story is quite a quite a fun one, but it's fun to the point where everyone else thinks it's fun. It's not fun for me. Um, my friend said to me, uh, her mum, her wonderful mum Shirley Shells, and all the twelves is a occupational therapist, 
and you know she's known me for you know known me known of me I would say uh, up until about four years ago when I moved into Jen's uh, property um, sort of just just from afar and it was about two years into me living here um, that she said to Jen uh, you know I think Kylie might have you know she's showing signs of ADHD um, or, or like bipolar and as soon as Jen said that to me, and bless her, she took a long time to build up the courage to, to say that. Because if you can imagine saying that to someone and they're going, what? That's just the way I am. It's just my personality. And then it caused all sorts of offence and things like that. But as delicate as she was and as, as amazing as she was, um, she said that to me. And I remember exactly where I was at this moment. I was stood at my kitchen sink. Now, I only stand at that kitchen sink very rarely because I hate doing the washing up. And if I can avoid it. I will do. So it's very poignant that I was actually stood there listening to a voice note from her um, where she actually said this. And it was almost like, and you know, it's, it's very cliche, you know, that light bulb moment. But when she, she said, oh, you know, I just wonder if you know, you, you've actually considered you might have ADHD or, or bipolar. It's not bipolar. It is actually just been diagnosed uh, this week as full-blown ADHD, um, or as I like to call it, ADH. Um, now, as you can see, I'm recording this today because I want to be able to document how I am, how I was when I look back in six months time and see my progress because I don't want to forget. What was I saying? Hold on. I was saying something about Jen then. Yeah, I was saying, see, see, this is, this is the thing. This is the thing. And I'll go off in this way and I'll go back to that way. And then in a minute, I'm going to end up talking about quiche or something. So with that conversation i then went and researched and she sent me through some links and it was it was like someone had written a list about me and i it was it was quite a surreal moment it was almost like you know when you know people go oh my god i feel seen oh my god did i feel seen i was probably the most visible person on the planet it was like someone saying that there are other people like you and for 34 years of my life although i like to pretend i'm 27 every year this being the seventh year of being 27 this year many thanks um i actually felt for the first time that actually there's a reason why i'm like this i'm not like this just because i'm a dickhead i know that i've said that to a few people i'm not like this because i am a dickhead i'm not like this just because you know i can't sort my life out because I can't think for one second to the next and because I'm really messy and I just like it and I just like living like this and I forget appointments and I forget what day of the week it is and I forget where I've put Arnie's shoes, who's my son, who's eight, when he's just taken them off and now I've lost them. It's not like that because that's just my, my you know, I just fancy living that lifestyle. I just really prefer being unorganised. It's because I didn't know any different and all I've ever done, all my life is struggle but you don't know you're struggling until someone says oh actually you know you're showing signs of adhd you just think this is normal you think everyone's just as busy as this in their head and in their motion and in their lives and doing from one thing to the next and impulse buying and they're not just going to poundland with five pounds if i go to poundland i've got five pounds in my bank account i will spend 89 it's literally as cutthroat as that and then i'll just go oh that's all right oh that's all right because I get so much enjoyment for that split second of going to the till, bagging up all my sweets and my, you know, blooming 
toilet roll holders and my chicken soup maker that was in a Tupperware box of five and I don't need any of that stuff but because I don't release those dopamine levels anywhere else within my being I have to go and find them elsewhere and they're short sharp bursts of happiness which then explains perhaps why I am so well actually it does explain when I had my first consultation on the 23rd of November with this amazing lady um, she did explain to me that Although I am suffering with ADHD, I'm suffering with uh, a really high level of emotional, uh, emotional psychological trauma that is having a massive impact on the ADHD. So it's almost like I'm in like a cog, like two different cogs, and one turns the other, and one turns the other, and and I just can't get out of it because without one, I won't have the other, and they're they're both what I'm used to. So I will go into more detail with that at some point. Um, but I wanted to really document my journey from this point forward. I can talk the hind legs off a donkey about, not that that would be very nice cruelty to animals, it's not my thing, wouldn't really be as erratic as I am now. I mean, I, I can see how erratic I'm being. <laughs> I'm probably sounding at this moment. I've got a thousand different things going around in my head at the minute. Um, one of them is... Are you sure you really want to be sharing this? And yes, I am. I am sure I want to be sharing this. Um, I set up a, a little, a tiny weeny little Facebook group um, on my personal Facebook. Um, I sort of said, oh, this is what's been going on. And I've had a really lovely response from so many people, but also so many people that are actually in their 30s saying, uh, oh my God, that is the same as me. I've just been referred. But unfortunately the wait list where we are in Kent and, and obviously up in London, actually all the way around the blooming country is, you know, you're looking at three, maybe five years and that's not something I could do. Um, I was very lucky to have my parents. They, once I explained to them uh, what the symptoms were and what, you know, it was supposedly um, di going to be diagnosed as, see, I can't even get my words out. Once I'd realised that, and then I was able to speak to mum and dad, it's almost like they were able to go and do their own research and go, ah, yes, yes, yes. It makes perfect sense. So they, I went through like a really bad time, I think. Part of it was, oh my God, that's amazing. I feel like I've been awoken from this dark, gloomy doom of, you know, nothingness, which I just accepted as who I was. You know, why can't I do this? Why can't I just do this? And the frustration was so much more than I even gave myself credit for, for dealing with. I just accepted it. But once I'd done that and I was able to explain to people and I was able to do my own research, that only took me so far. That was fine. I knew that. Good. Got it. Sorted. <laughs> right. That's exactly what it is. You know, weeks would pass, would go into months and having that knowledge alone wasn't enough for me. It wasn't changing my life. It was almost giving me an, an excuse. I was almost going, well, it's the ADH. It's the ADH, there's nothing I could do. It's just, it's just me, it's just the ADH. And as much as you can forgive yourself, you still aren't getting stuff done. You're still not living life. You're still not actually, you're just existing. You're just in stagnant water and you're not able to get out of it so I had like a big old 
episode and and I just wasn't able to cope I just couldn't it just it just it, it frustrated me more that I had this absolute clear as day diagnosis in my own mind that everyone could see but I wasn't formally diagnosed um so it just it just sent me into an absolute spiral the overthinking started um the hoarding the impulsiveness the compulsiveness of being obsessed with you know buying receiving deliveries not being in control of my finances you know those quick sharp snappy dopamine hits my drinking escalated beyond um and i was forgiving myself for it because i was like it's, it's the adhd it's the adhd no it isn't you can just try and start taking control of this now um and i did so but that was only because of mum and dad if it wasn't for them i'd still be very much stuck in the system i found a fantastic company um and it was so i don't know why i'm talking to you about this now because i'm going to go into it later but anyway it's 685 pounds for the two consultations um which is far cheaper than i'd uh, found anywhere else um some of them were like 1250 pounds and then 200 pounds per consultation after that that you have to have every month and other that part i think is quite standard but the initial price was just like no essentially um so i put it off and i put it off and i put it off and then i just came back to mum and dad and i was like no we, we need to we need to do this because it was affecting my life it's affecting my son's life it's affecting my social life um it's affecting my friends you know my, my family are obviously very much aware but it was just it was just getting too much um so I did the assessments and I am pleased to say delivery by DPD. Oh, I did dress. <laughs> Actually, if you want to send me uh, any gifts, <laughs> prizes and um, money, please feel free to do so. Uh, if you are listening on Spotify, um, send me a DM and I'll send you my address. <laughs> oh, hello. Look. Oh, God. Oh. Toot toot. Um... So I, I had a call this morning um, with my wonderful friends Patrick and Randy and they were saying to me, you know, if this works for you, amazing, you know, embrace it. If it doesn't work for you, it's okay. You know, there's always going to be other options, other ways of doing it, um, other ways of, of coping. You know, it isn't like a life sentence, but, you know, to be able to acknowledge and take control is actually something which is, you know, good i think um so i said right well my medication is at home um i've spoken to a few people in this facebook group who i have invited and they are um all very much showing the same signs of um the adhd as myself um going through the same struggles they've been referred they're waiting they're stuck in the system and it really isn't it, there is there is no um in, in my opinion i don't think there's anyone to blame for that just perhaps that our generation was so lost, and when I mean generation, the, the average age of a, a lady to get diagnosed is between the age of 36 and 38. I think that's the time when perhaps we, our levels sort of level out perhaps. We, we get into motherhood, we get into like perhaps our, our careers, and we are so used to existing on that high functioning anxiety that we don't know any different until people start going, actually, let's try and see things differently let's try and work a different way around it let's try and see if we can help you and by helping you i think that it needs to be done in a x y and z way 
What was I saying? Do you see what I mean? You see? And this is why I wanted to document it, because these are my... This is one voice that you hear. <laughs> this is the one voice. And if you're still listening, 15 minutes, 50 seconds into it, if you're still listening, thank you, because I can't imagine this is easy to follow. I can't imagine... I bet some of you must have just turned off and gone, whoa, let's just, you know, listen to that on slow motion. Or maybe just read the transcript. Um... So thank you very much if you are still listening. I'm exhausted, but I'm going to unbox this medication. So it was sent to me directly. I've never done an unboxing before. God, I'm such an influencer. Um, oh. Okay. It does say thank you inside. Would have been nice if it was a bit more personal. Oh, no, it doesn't. It does say my name. Hi, Kylie. Thanks for this. You know, blah. Um... Hashtag. Right, so these these are called Alvance Adult. They're 30 milligrams. Um, they are uh, advice for drivers see leaflet inside. God. So, uh, interestingly, um, I know that the um, Tommy and Georgia baby steps, or Georgia and Tommy baby steps, I can't remember how it goes, uh, my mum was watching it last night and she said, Kyle, you need to watch this. It makes so much sense. And the experts. But I was already watching something on Netflix called Take Your Pill. And it's actually all about um, performance enhancers and um, the effects on people that are taking them like for help with studying, help with sports and, you know, gaining so much success, like submitting a paper as a B, but you know that if you took, you know, performance enhancing drugs that they'd actually get an A like to me I'm like what what how would why what how does that even make sense I would neck a red ball and think that I'm you know doing all right with coping at life not just I mean I'm not the most academic of people but you never know I might be now Einstein right okay important things you know need to know about your medicas Four name for ADHD, yes. The medicine helps you with your brain activity. It can help improve your attention, help you concentrate, and make you less impulsive. I've just come back from Sainsbury's. I bought a jar of olives, a jar of pickled onions, a jar of pickled gherkins, three instant microwave rices, some cat food, and a £20 Habitat footstool that was in the sale from £40. So, when you talk to me about impulsive, I might be able to agree with you. Right. Tell your doctor straight away if any of the following happened. Your mood or how you feel changes. But isn't it meant to be making me change the way I feel? You need to have other treatments for ADHD such as counselling and behavioural therapy as well as this medicine. Oh, I love how they think I've got time for this. When am I going to be able to fit that in? Right, hold on. Right, all of this is pretty standard, I think. Let me look at side effects, what you need to take. Do you think I've got my glasses anyway? I'm going to have to do it like this. I can't read. Right. People with ADHD find it hard to sit still and concentrate. It's not their fault. It is not their fault. 
they cannot do things. <laughs> oh my God, I can't even see. My eyes are so bad. However, ADHD can cause problems with everyday life. People with HD may have difficulty working, reading apparently, working, learning and relationships and have low self-esteem. Right. I don't think I've got low self-esteem. I feel like I'm quite esteemed. I perhaps have probably a heightened sense of esteem because I'm trying to overcompensate for perhaps something that I am a little bit insecure about. Now, I'm only saying that for the first ever time. I don't feel insecure. I'm not a jealous person. You know, come and go, not bothered. If I'm in a relationship and it ends, chow mein. I'll see you later. Not bothered. I don't come calling back. I'm not interested. I'm not always looking for that reassurance. When the um, psychiatrist was talking to me, she was like, yeah, that's probably part of the emotional psychological therapy that we're going to need to be talking to you about. Um, because I am very animated and very up. I'm very, ha, yes, da, 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 da. very happy all the time. But she said, but you're not. And I was like, well, I am. I think you'll find I'm actually a very happy and consistent person, young lady. Um, I am happy. I just find it rude when people aren't happy. And she was like, yeah, that's not normal. But I was like, I, no, it is. She was like, no, that's learned behaviour. That's how you've learned to mask it. You think that if you are happy, people will like you more. If you're high energy and, you know, high and full of life and excitement, people will like you more. And I was like, yes, because who would like to be friends with someone that's moping and down and negative and miserable and no one? Well, not me. So she said, yes, but you're overcompensating because you can't naturally generate those lows. God, where did I go there with the accent? Those levels of dopamine. <laughs> those. Oh, Norman Wisdom came out of me then. Oh. Because I can't regulate those levels, I almost have to pretend. And by pretending, I overcompensate. And by overcompensating, I burn myself out. So, you know, if, if we go... We went on a, a girls' holiday. It was my best friend's Hindu. Years and years and years ago. And it was so much fun. I had the very best time. But by the time I got back, I couldn't talk. I had no voice. I had no energy. I couldn't do anything because I'd physically... And emotionally burn out all of my levels um, because it takes so much to artificially create this energy all the time um, and people would be like yeah well let's get Kai out she's loads of fun great but they don't have to sit with me for the next four days while I'm desperately trying to get my voice back while I'm suffering with tonsillitis because I would burn myself so low trying to entertain and be happy and trying to make you know lift other people that I would be leaving myself with nothing. The nothing is the level that I had anyway. So it's it's been quite a quite an awakening time for me to actually recognise that and look back all the way through my childhood and be like, yeah, I was like that. Perhaps because I thought if I wasn't like that, I wouldn't have any friends or I wouldn't be accepted or things like that really. So it has been quite a trying time um, now, I know I need to eat with this, because if I don't eat with this, Jen is going to kill me. She's like, oh, have you got any food? I was like, yes, I've got olives, pickled onions and gherkins. So, you just, you know, chill yourselves. 
Um, it says I need to swallow the capsule whole with a drink of water. So this uh, decaffeinated Diet Coke probably isn't. Oh no, oh yes it is. Decaffeinated Diet Coke, uh, other brands are available. Um, it's probably not the one that I should be drinking it with. Open the capsule and empty the contents into. Oh, oh no, I'm not doing that. Oh, you can empty it into a yogurt or a glass of water or an orange juice. No, I don't like mixing food, thank you. So, this is a amphetamine. So, when I'm buzzing off my tits on the school run at 8.35 of a morning on a Wednesday, don't come at me because I need to take it in the morning. And apparently it stays in the system for about 14 hours. So, buzzing. I think is what we're going to do with that. I am also on antidepressants called venlafaxine. Um, 150 milligrams of that a day. But I'm not depressed. And this is why one of the reasons why my doctor actually gave me the referrals. Because she said, okay, well we can start weaning you off them. And I'm like, no. I, I don't need to be weaned off them. I need to be given something else. I need a diagnosis. I need, I need, I need, I need, I need. Because this is not... The only reason why I'm on these um, venoflexin is because of the night traumas I get. If I forget one, you know, ADH, if you forget to submit your prescription on a Thursday, the medication still isn't ready on a Friday, surgery is shut on a Saturday, Sunday, you get it on the Monday. By the Saturday, I'm having severe brain zaps. My eyelids are sweating when I'm asleep. I'm soaking wet of an evening. The night terrors are that horrendous they could be in an 18 film um 18 horror film i should say it is it is that awful but they all they all also serve a pattern of the like recurring dreams and my biggest sort of worries and things like that so it does all make sense but they've actually said that the antidepressants that i'm on are actually leveling me out but they're actually not doing anything for the adhd and i was like well i could have told you that let me just take the doctorship. I'll just I'll just prescribe everyone because I think I know what I'm doing. Um, right, this medicine may give a positive result when testing testing for drug use. Well, yeah. So let me just quickly before I go and disappear and eat my olives. Right. No. See, and this is another thing. I don't know if, if anyone else struggles with this. Reading that, right, if I used to go to a restaurant and it was one that wasn't, you know, with TGI's or Nando's. Oh, right, well that's gone. If it wasn't TGI's or Nando's, I would absolutely panic because I'd be looking at the menu and there'd just be too much. And I'd be just going, I just don't know where to start and I don't know. Well, do you want, do you want a starter? I'm like, I can't, I can't even think, I can't even read. This is just too much. And this is how I feel reading this. All of this. I think that's why people don't read the instructions for things. It's just too much. What they need is like cue cards. Just give me a give me a cue card and we'll we'll see what happens. Yes. Right. I was looking for the bit about driving. Right, if you stop taking this medication, the ADHD symptoms may come back. If you stop taking this medicine without talking first to your doctor. You should not stop sudden. Can I even read? 
Right. Common side effects. Feeling agitated, jittery, nervous or irritable. What, more than we do already? Feeling unusually tired, restlessness. Unable to keep... Oh, I'm not reading that one. That's more for the men, I think. Well, they should give me a warning before I start reading stuff like this out. Oh, maybe I should have read it first before I actually am reading it like this. Having mood swings, high blood pressure, difficulty breathing, feeling sick, constipation, weight loss. Get in. Um, I've just measured myself. I, I know exactly how much I weigh now. Um, and I'm just under the stone mark of something I'm not going to disclose just yet. So I'm at something... 0.11.4 so we will monitor that as we go on grinding of the teeth talking excessively well I haven't even taken the medication yet and that's already a blooming thing feeling depressed anxious low uneasy dysphoria but isn't that part of what we're being medicated for do you know what I mean being sick metallic taste changes in taste fainting high temperature fever blurred vision itching rash right I need to know about driving. I can't read this. Oh, I'm sure this is making really good content right now. Someone just reading a... Well, anyway. Well, I don't know. Just, maybe just don't drive. Um, so, I am embarking on this. This isn't going to be an ADHD podcast. This is going to be a Life of Kylie podcast. That is my aim. It is an eclectic mix podcast. Um, I've got some amazing people lined up. Bless them, they've been waiting for me to contact them for so long. They've all said yes, and I've just gone, okay, great, thanks. Disappear into the abyss. Um, you know, we've got uh, some phenomenal people in there. You know, ladies who have gone through deep emotional trauma. They've come out the other side. You know, uh, there's a childhood behavioral expert. She is insane. Um, I love her, I listen to her all the time, um, and she's just, she's like super nanny, but she just gets it, which is like, I'm all about that. Um, there's also, um, we've got drag queens, we've got hairdressing, blooming gurus, uh, we've got friends of mine that are just going to come on and just talk about their own lives, because I don't think to be on a podcast you need to be an expert in your field of anything like your story is your story and you should be okay to share it with the universe so i'm gonna go i'm gonna take this my first ever 30 milligrams el fancy me el fancy fancies holly valances and i will keep you updated if i start recording at four o'clock in the morning two o'clock in the morning and I haven't been to sleep yet, then you'll know why. Thank you very much for listening. I am going to apologise for chewing your ear off, but hopefully, <laughs> as time goes on, you won't be so exhausted by the end of one of my podcasts. Um, I've been Kylie Weir. This is Living the Life of Kylie, 2nd of December, 2022. Thank you very much. Ciao, Maine.